Do you struggle with mental health or know someone who does? Join Gabrielle and Sharice as they discuss all things mental health. Each episode will be packed with information on coping, healing, and living a well-balanced life. We hope you join us in session. Hey guys, this is Gabrielle and Sharice with another episode of In Session. We are so excited to talk to you today because it is another fan favorite, which is what do you look for when trying to find a therapist? We finally got to it. I'm excited to chat about it. Sharice, what are you thinking about today's topic? I'm definitely excited. I'm excited that people are interested in therapy and, you know, thinking through what would be some good qualities to look for in therapists or even how to go about, you know, locating one or finding one specific to what you're looking for. So I think um, we're going to give you some great tips today. And if you have any questions, just please let us know. But basically today is about, you know, what to look for in a therapist and how to how to go about finding one. So what are your thoughts on when coming to, you know, search for a therapist? What do you think is important to remember? Hmm. Okay. So I would say first off, it's going to be whatever makes you comfortable and like personality. So let me explain what I mean, because obviously therapy is going to be uncomfortable at parts, right? Because you're talking about heavy things most of the time or whatnot. So when I say comfortable though, I mean like, is the professional that you're engaging with, are they professional, right? Like when you interact with them, if it's on the phone, the email, something like that, do you feel comfortable in the conversation or are you getting sketchy vibes? And then I always look for personality because I think every therapist has a different kind of like personality and how they um, approach therapy. Figure out what works for you. If you have a dry sense of humor, maybe look for somebody who gets that, right? Um, if you want somebody that's a bit more, uh, I try to stay, stay away from like gender stereotypes like, oh, I'm a woman, so I should have a female therapist. I don't think that matters as much, but just paying attention to their personality if it's compatible. What do you say? I think personality is definitely a huge thing. And I think a lot of times when people think about therapy, they think that it might look the same for every single person because, yeah. you know, we are kind of trained similarly and we have different, um, we have the same trainings, but we have different styles that we bring yeah. into the room. And so it's important to, when you're looking, kind of find a match that works best for you. And like you said, just find one that, you know, feels like a comfortable fit. Yeah. And so I think that I suggest and recommend to people who are like, you know, where do I find a therapist? Like, how do mm-hmm. I find the, the, the perfect one for me? I I do 15-minute consultations in yeah. my practice in general. Um, you know, I offer that just to make sure that we, we would be a good fit, whoever's calling me to see if they want services. But yeah. I would, even if you don't see like, on the website or on the advertising that a therapist that you're interested in does 15-minute consultations, I would give them a call first, yeah. you know, make a list of all the therapists that you, you know, you like or that you get a good mm-hmm. vibe with just by looking them up and then ask them, hey, can I do a 15-minute consultation with Absolutely. you just to kind of see, like, you know, if we vibe or if... Um, I have any questions that I can ask you about, you know, how you do therapy. And then over the phone, you can kind of get an idea of how that therapist is. And if you feel comfortable, then going ahead and and setting up, you know, a first initial session with the one that you feel most comfortable with. Yes. I think anytime you're looking for any type of professional, medical professional, mental health, it's important that you have questions that you're kind of seeking to be answered. You know, really being um, an advocate for your own mental health and your own change, like not just allowing someone to come in and tell you what you need, but tell them what you're looking for. And so figure out why you want to seek therapy, right? Like, is it just everyday things you want to hash out? Are you dealing with some trauma? Is it relationship issues? 
And honestly, that can help you narrow down your search as well, because there are several therapists who will specialize in certain areas. And um, even just this past week, you know, I had the opportunity to meet like two different people who were in the mental health field. And all three of us were very different. You know, if a client was coming to seek services from one of us, certainly they would fit better with, you know, one of us more so than the other because our personalities are different. One lady in specific, she really focused on trauma work. She's been doing it for 25 years. And so out of the three of us, if, you know, you wanted to unpack some trauma, she may be a really good choice. Sharice and I always have like this ongoing joke because she works so much better <laughs> with younger kids than I do. And I really love adolescence, right? And so even that can help you find a therapist, just what you're looking for. And I would say um, a question that's underused, at least I don't see it in my practice a whole bunch, ask your therapist, tell me about yourself. Tell me about, you know, your fit as, as a therapist, your approach as a therapist, because that could give you a lot of useful information. Mm-hmm. I agree. I remember I, I did a consultation with a parent and she was a therapist and she actually asked me that question. I was kind of caught off guard because people don't ask you that, mm-hmm. that question. They don't ask you, you know, tell me about yourself. What does change look like in the therapy room? Like yeah. how do you interact with your clients to make change? And so she was asking me all these questions. She was asking me about different modalities that I use. And I was like, oh, okay. Like she wanted to get an understanding of what I would be doing in the room with her children. Yeah. So you want to use that same approach sometimes too, is just to understand what the therapy process is going to look like specifically to you. And like Gabrielle said, you can look with someone um, who has has a lot of training in trauma or maybe just Mm -hmm. different um, things that you're wanting to work on, just like work-life balance or anxiety, depression, things like that. And even if the therapist that you're calling or that you're, you know, initially wanting to set up an appointment with, if they're not, you know, they don't have a large expertise in that field, you can ask them, hey, do you know anyone around who does mm-hmm. do work in that field? Can you point me in the right direction? Because they right. can be a huge um, information source for you in, in leading you to the right person. Yes, I love that. Like, could you point me in the right direction? You know, some of, I really um, value referrals because sometimes you're right. I'm not a good fit. And I mean, Sharice, you can attest to this. There have been several clients that I will send your way, you know, Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. And I'm like, oh, well, hey, you know, I can't do it necessarily, but I have this amazing colleague who she's great at this. You know what I mean? And so sometimes reaching out to professionals, asking the questions, even if they can't meet your need, they more than likely know somebody who can. And speaking of kind of that word to mouth and referral thing, ask people in your trusted circle. If you know they attend therapy, you know, get their perspective on who they've used or what they've liked. Because I'm going to be honest, some people have had horror stories, <laughs> you know, like there are some times I'll see clients and they're like, oh my gosh, I had therapy before, but it was awful. You know, listen to that kind of stuff because they could sort of tell you what to avoid. Um, no joke, had a therapist and Let's just say that it wasn't the most productive situation. Um, You know, the client came to me and she was like, yeah, I really, you know, I want to seek therapy. The person that I went to basically sat me down on the couch and was like, oh, yeah, girl, it's hard. I understand. And that was it. And I was like, well, yeah, therapy's a little bit more than that. You know, I'm not your girlfriend chatting it up. So ask people, did you try therapy? Who do I need to avoid? (laughs) And who should I seek out? Mm-hmm. That is so important. I think another point to that is sometimes you will run into a therapist that is just not for you or that you're like, yeah. oh, like, this is definitely not what I want. Even if you're not sure of, you know, what you specifically want, yeah. you might try a few different therapists and, and then you'll know, like once you're in the room, like, oh, I don't really know if this is helpful. Yeah, or, I'm not sure if this is what I'm really looking for, you know, for what I'm trying to get out of it. And so if you don't feel comfortable telling your therapist that because it's just not right for you, then it's, there's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, like, I'm ready to 
know, find someone else and ask them, yeah. can you point me in the right direction? Or you can just, you know, tell them this wasn't working, working out. I'm going to find someone right. on my own that, you know, would be a better fit. And your therapist should be supportive of that. You know, if they're getting mad or upset, exactly. then obviously that's not the right person for you anyway. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with trying multiple different therapists and then finding the one that's right for you. Cause I think a lot of times we can get discouraged if we, mm-hmm. you know, try one or two or like, okay, there's just no therapist out there for me or this, right. I just don't like it. And so it kind of turns you off to the idea of therapy, but I want you guys to know that it is a process yeah. and you know, the first therapist you reach out to, they might be fantastic and they might be great. Right. But also someone else might reach out and it might not be the right experience for them. And so keep trying. Yeah. This is going to be a really cool on the spot experience, right? And I'm going to show you how therapist and therapist fit work. So Cherise, I want you to describe yourself as a therapist. Like what type of therapist would you say you are? Okay. And I, I say this to my clients too. Like I let them know what type of therapist I am in the intake session because it's not just, I'm not a therapist that I would say this in the podcast too. I don't tell you what to do. I don't yeah. give you advice. I'm not there to chit chat with you, like you said. And so I, I open it up and say, Hey, I'm a really collaborative therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy, you know, client feedback. And so if you really like a direction that we're going, please let me know. Yeah. Or if at any point you don't know what we're doing or if you feel like you're not making progress, please let me know because mm-hmm. this process is for you, yeah. not so for me. Like it's for you to reach your goals. And so if you don't feel like you're going in the right direction, we need to have a conversation about that. And we both need to come up together with how we can change the course of therapy mm-hmm. to make sure that it's right for, for you to reach your goals. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really collaborative. I really keep the conversation open. I don't view myself as like the expert, like the know all be all. Like I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, and then I also tell clients that like, I work a lot with thoughts. So I take a lot of what your, what your thoughts are and how that's affecting, you know, your, your emotions and your behavior. And then we kind of, I say this all the time too on the podcast, you know, cycles. We kind of look at what your cycle is, where we can interject to create a new cycle. Like what's getting in the way of you getting yeah. into your new cycle. And so I'm really thought oriented, um, really kind of, you know, leading you mm-hmm. to help develop new thoughts and new patterns. But I'm not telling you, hey, like this is what you need to think and this is what you need to do. Exactly. So that's how I am. How are you in the therapy yeah. room? Love it. Love it. Um, I would have to describe myself as a therapist. Um, I certainly do value collaboration, so I don't try to take that. I know everything. So let me just tell you what to do. I'm, I'm the same in that. But, you know, one of the ways that we differ is I'm very solution oriented. And so when clients come in, I am very much so let's shift our perspective off of the problem and let's find solutions past or present that can work. In addition to that, I really focus on I think thoughts are very important. And so I still do thoughts. I just approach them differently because I try to alter thoughts by rewriting the story. And so even like in that little 30 second spiel about Sharice and I, you can see how different we are, right? And so Sharice has this awesome foundation of who she is. And then I still do great therapy, but I have a different approach to it. And that's going to be something for our listeners that you're going to find across the board. Anytime you talk to a therapist, they're going to have a way about doing it. And even just, um, I think she was like your clientele and my clientele, I think they're such perfect fits for both of us. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't imagine having your clients and doing the work that you do because you, you honestly, you're such a great fit for them. And I think the same for myself. So, um, asking questions, I, I love asking questions. Um, if we were to seek therapy for ourselves, right. What do you think you would ask your, ther- your potential therapist first? Uh. <laughs> I would have a laundry list of questions. Okay. <laughs> um, but basically I would do the consultation and I would just kind of, you know, get a vibe of how comfortable I feel with just initially talking to them. So I would just probably ask them, you know, 
How do you create change in the therapy room? Like, what is your main like population of clients that you see? Um, I don't really think some a good question to ask sometimes is how long have you been doing it? I don't think that's relevant to me though because I don't really I'm not like a stickler for oh you need to be doing this for a certain amount of time. Exactly. If I'm comfortable with you, I'm comfortable with you whether you've been doing it for you know, a year or if you've been doing it for 20 years, but of course I want you to be knowledgeable. And so, you know, what modalities do you use? How do you, you know, change it up if it's not working? How do you, you know, make sure that I'm involved in the process? Um, I think a big thing is um, therapists should have the ability to switch up if something's not working. And so, yes, I'm very thought oriented and I really work with cycles and, you know, how you're functioning. But if a client is more like if their emotions are leading them to make decisions, I can switch it up and say, okay, we're going to focus on emotions. Right. But for me, in my mind, I process it, process it as how it goes back to thoughts, but I'm not necessarily pushing that onto the client. So I wouldn't want somebody to say, oh, like I'm this type of therapist and this is what I do. So we're just going to focus on that. Like if someone told me I'm going to work with your thoughts and your thoughts only, mm-hmm. and it was not really working with me in the room, I'm like, I don't really, you know, see how my mm-hmm. thoughts are really, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not really reaching my goals through their process. I want them to be able to offer me something different to help me along the way, not just kind of stick in their own yeah. way of doing things, if that makes sense. It does. Yes. And I like that because I think flexibility is so important um, because especially when you've, if, if you've taken the time to develop a good relationship with your client, certainly if the way that I view things, if you're needing to view it a little bit differently to reach your goals, we're absolutely going to do that. You know what I mean? Because I should have the the knowledge base and the skill base to still reach the goal, even if I have to change how we're getting there. Um, if I were looking for a therapist, I think one of the key things is going to be relationships. Um, maybe I'm like a clown. I don't know. <laughs> but if I don't have a, re- a good relationship with someone, I'm not opening up about Jack. You know what I mean? I'm like shred type. Um, and I think that goes back to just my personality. I am a, a lot more of a, like a private person. And so to go to a therapist and to trust them with my information, relationship would be key. And so I know like when you first meet a client for the first time as a therapist, I really try to join with them and create a re- relationship, but it would be huge for me. They would really have to um, sort of prove to be a good like safe space. They would have to, yes, be knowledgeable and good at the craft. But I would have to really feel like this is someone that I can talk to. I'm not going to be judged for whatever I say. Um, they're not going to push their agenda on me. And it's like, it's okay for me to be vulnerable here. Because sometimes, even like if you go to the doctor's office, which I've had this happen, like it seems like the physician almost dismisses you or your concern. It's like, hey, this is really hurting me today. And they're like, oh, we'll just take some Adler and be fine. And it's like, no, like I, I'm actually in pain. You know what I mean? Like right. I wouldn't want someone to just dismiss me and my feelings that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. The factor of being heard in the therapy room. And that's where the relationship is so important because if you feel like your therapist is not hearing you and they're not getting you, you want to be able to express that and not be able to kind of back away and let them say whatever they whatever they yeah. think, because what they think can be wrong. Okay. <laughs> the therapy process is for you. It's not for your therapist. Yes, they're there to help you along, but it's for you to get to where you want to go. And so if you feel like, okay, they're not understanding something or they misinterpreted something that I said, yeah. they need to be corrected because that they can basically plan their whole treatment plan around a misunderstanding. Right. And if you don't feel comfortable telling them that, you're not going to make the progress that you need to make. And so the relationship is so important because mm-hmm. in therapy, just like in you know your other relationships in life, there will be ruptures. Your therapist may mess up. 
Yeah. They may, you know, misunderstand something because we're not robots. We can't get everything perfectly. We're not, you know, going to understand everything mm-hmm. 100%, right? We might miss some things. So we want you guys to feel comfortable in the therapy room to, to have that relationship with your therapist to say, okay, I need to tell you something that, you know, I think you misunderstood. Like, here's what I really meant. And for the therapist to say, okay, like, and apologize that for misunderstanding or saying, all right, well, we can like change what we're doing because yeah. I misunderstood that that's on me. Exactly. And that's why I love the fact that I think both of us are super collaborative and we value feedback because I am very quick to ask, like, hey, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. This is what I'm thinking. Is this what you're intending? You know, I always check in like that because just like the client comes in and they're telling me stuff, I'm listening, but I want to make sure that I'm getting it. Because how many times, even in normal conversation, does someone say something and you just kind of maybe either you have a different experience of that thing. And so you're thinking one way ask, check in. And if they get it wrong, no, that's not what I meant, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, um, the relationship is definitely so important. And so, you know, the relationship is something that you have to decide for yourself if it's right. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's a specific like list that you can check them and say, yeah, like this relationship is mm-hmm. good for me, but it just has to feel right for you. Like in the room, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel safe? Do you feel like your therapist is listening? Yep. I had I heard stories of therapists. Um, a lot of the times um, therapists now are doing virtual because of the pandemic still. And some therapists uh, rec- or prefer that instead of going back to the office. But I've heard stories of some therapists are on their phone or some therapists are even driving. And so do you feel like the therapist is really attentive to you? Do you yeah. feel like for that hour, for however long you're in the therapy room, are they present with you? Because yeah. sometimes when you're on the computer, it's a little bit harder to stay mm-hmm. focused. And so if you're doing Zoom or even just in person, is your therapist really attentive to you? Are they you know, nodding yeah. their head? Are they listening? Are they reflecting what you're saying to make you feel like you're a valued person? Exactly. Something I'm gonna throw in that our viewers may or may not like, you know, just as important as it is to be comfortable and to feel like you're being heard and be, being like attended to, your therapist, the right therapist should also challenge you. Yes. Like it is not meant to be ice cream and cupcakes and, ooh, I just come in here and I feel good all the time. Because honestly, if they're doing their job right, they're going to call it like they see it. They're going to, you know, maybe call you to the carpet about some stuff. And they're going to challenge you to do things differently, Right. Like a client can't come into the office and like blame other people and never take responsibility for themselves. Like part of my job is to say, okay, well, how can you contribute in this situation? Like, did you do anything to contribute to this? Right? Like, I'm not here to just take your side and yes, yes, yes. You're always right. I have to challenge you, especially when you're wrong. Oh my goodness. So (laughs) y'all working with thoughts, you have to challenge a lot. And so I love challenging and some clients, you know, I know who to be more gentle with because some clients like to avoid and I can't just like, you know, force it on them because sometimes, you know, they, they're not able to do that. They shut down and I don't want them to shut down. I don't want to waste a session with just someone shutting down. I want to be able to process things. And I can't tell y'all how many times I've had ruptures because Clients thought I was coming across, you know, too challenging or I like push them. But then the good thing about a good relationship is we process it afterwards and they're like, oh, I know you're, you're doing your job. You're yeah. doing what's right to help me. But in the moment, it's really hard. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's good because it, it should be hard because, you know, you're in here for some hard things yeah. to process some hard things. And if I just let it go and we just like avoid it, then what work are we really doing? Exactly. And so that sounds really harsh, but. I promise when you have a good relationship with your therapist, you understand that they're doing it out of, you know, care for you and how, you know, you want to get to your goals. They also want you to get to your goals. 
And that's the key, guys, is that the right fit. I'm not just coming here. You pay money for a session and I'm just doing this indefinitely. You know, yes, there are some clients who are long term and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that could be personal preference. Like, hey, I just want to come in every week or biweekly or two. It just may take that long to see the change. So that's okay. But I'm not going to just sit on the couch, take your money and just let you say and do whatever. And you're not really making any progress. That defeats the purpose. You're in therapy to make progress. And so I would say the right, even if you have a potential question for the, um, for your potential therapist, just like Sheree said, like, Hey, what's your approach to creating change? Ask them, how do you keep track of my progress? How are we going to make sure I'm meeting my goals? You know what I mean? There should be some type of barometer that they're using to check in every so often to say, Hey, you're improving on this area. Let's, you know, switch the treatment plan to focus more on this now. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to bring up next. Like as a client, you should recognize when you're making change, but the therapist should also recognize when you're making change, because if they're just like not paying attention to, oh, you you achieved this, you achieved this goal. Mm -hmm. They're still working on your treatment goals that you set, you know, before you met that goal. Yeah. And that's not appropriate because you're changing. So your goals have to change with it. And if you're not, the therapist is not aware of that, then you guys aren't really working on, yeah, you're not making all the progress that that you should. You feel like you're still repeating, you know, other treatment plans and other interventions that you already went through. And so it's important for, you know, you to have an awareness of, you know, when you're making change and and to let your therapist know, like, hey, like I reached this goal, but they should also know, you know, and be aware of where your goals are and what your new goals are. And then if there aren't any new goals, then they need to come up with a plan for termination because if a therapist is keeping you in therapy, even if you're not making progress too, if the therapist is keeping you in therapy and you're not making progress, that's not really ethical, right? They need to refer you to somewhere else so that you can make progress because they might not be the right fit. So like you said, we're not just here to take your money and sit there and let you just, you know, talk and we're not offering you anything, right? There needs to be termination if you're not making progress, but also if you made your progress and you feel like there's nothing left for you to really work on, but you're able to take the tools and do it all outside on your own, the therapist shouldn't keep you in therapy or keep recommending more sessions because that's not ethical either. Like, why are you there? So really gauge, like, why are you in the therapy room? How much more do you have to go? Is this really the right fit for me? And those questions should always be in the back of your head as a client. Necessary, guys, necessary. I mean, again, we can't think of everything to say like, oh, ask this and this will make sure you pick the right one. But this is certainly an idea, right? Like, how we're going to track goals. Yes, being attentive, flexibility, your approach, all that kind of stuff. What you do, you want to make sure that as you grow, as you evolve, so are your goals and that your, your therapist is sensitive to that, that they're aware of, okay, we're making progress here. Let's keep going. Let's do whatever. And as I, as I said, I have some clients who are long-term, but every so often I'm always asking them like, hey, how is this going for you? You know, do you need to make any changes to how frequently you're coming in? So on and so forth, right? Like I don't just assume that everybody is there to stay for the rest of their life. And I'm going to just have this give, 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 or take, take, take relationship. I'm checking in. Is this still a good fit for you? Is Are we, you know, talking about what you want to talk about? All that kind of stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you feel like you're not comfortable telling your therapist about, you know, maybe they're not, you know, checking your progress or they're not checking in with you. If you don't feel comfortable talking with your therapist about that, yeah. then the relationship is not as solid as, as it probably needs to be. So you should be able to feel open enough to talk to your therapist about if they're not really being attentive to you or if they're not being yeah. sensitive about your progress or about your goals. Yeah. If you feel like mm, you're a little worried about talking with them about that, then the relationship needs to be more solid, I think. And maybe it's not the right therapist for you. Exactly. 
So I guess now it's a matter of how do we find a therapist? Like, where do we go to locate one? What are some of your fave ways, Therese? I think my favorite way is just like online, just getting a list together, everyone that I see online um, initially. So a good website to look on that are very popular and that most therapists are on is um, Psychology Today. Yep. It's a really popular one. You can um, type in like what area you're in or, you know, what type of therapist you're looking for because they have different um on each psychology day profile, they have information about modalities that they use or like what their specialties are. So like trauma, anxiety, depression, you can type that in. Um, so psychologytoday.com is really a really popular one. Um, excuse me. There's also therapy den, um, therapy for black girls, therapy for black men.org. Um, so if you're looking specifically for a therapist of color, you know, use yeah. those websites. And then of course, like Gabrielle said, you know, asking people who, you know, might be in therapy, you know, who's your therapist or, you know, yeah. who would, who would you recommend? Or do you know anyone, um, around town that, that you've heard is good because sometimes yeah. therapists, you know, know other therapists, um, like if your friends in therapy, that, that therapist might know other therapists. Like, for example, I know Gabrielle. So if a client comes to me and they're like, Hey, like my friend wants to go to therapy. Sometimes they don't want to go to the same therapist. So I yeah. can recommend them Gabrielle. Um, and so that friend can recommend the friend who's asking to yeah. Gabrielle or to someone else that they know. So really just asking around and really, um, online searches. What about for you? Love online searches. And I'm going to add guys, look, do some digging. And what do I mean by that? If you go to Psychology Today or a Google search like that and a therapist pops up, go to their website, read about the information. You know, I personally think that, you know, before you make a call, before you decide like, oh, they're a therapist, let me just try them. Do some research, okay? Like, you know, for me, for example, um, I worked really hard to have a user-friendly website, but I wanted people to get like a snippet of me. So the goal is that if someone runs across my business information on Google or something, they should be able to go to my website, read a little bit about me and what I do. And I hope that I've presented the information well enough for them to say, yeah, that seems pretty cool. I may want to try her. You know, if I go to somebody's website and the information doesn't seem like it would fit my demographic or what I'm looking for, I know to skip that and kind of, okay, let me look for something else. You know what I mean? So use all the things that Sheree said. But guys, really take your time to read up on them. I, I know specifically for like Psychology Today, they require the, the clinicians to provide certain information about them and their practice. Do that. You know, Sharice touched on earlier, like with virtual therapy. If you want somebody that does in person, go ahead and cross. If somebody says they're only taking telehealth appointments, don't even pursue them right now, right? Like find someone who's offering in person. So all of those things, plus do some little FBI <laughs> investigation, you know, definitely definitely create a solid list. And I think another way that's good too, is if you're a student or if you're just in a community that's surrounded by a college, sometimes they have programs where they offer sliding scale fee, or they have like a clinic that might even be free, but it's really low cost. And so really looking into those, sometimes they have a wait list though. So just be prepared. Um, to wait a little bit, but they can also recommend you to some people that they know around town. Um, but me and Gabrielle, you know, both graduated from the University of Alabama and we yeah. did the internship at the Capstone Family Therapy Clinic there. And so that's a good resource resource too, is just looking around your community and seeing what exactly. kind of clinics there might be. Um, yeah. I love community too, because I almost forgot. If you go to like a primary healthcare position, or if you're like, if you're um, younger and you have a pediatrician or something like that, Ask them, like, hey, I'm, I'm in the market for a therapist. You know, most like medical professionals should have resources that they can connect you to. Like, oh, you're looking for mental health services? Try this list. Or try these places. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, like Sharice said, if you are in college or even if you're listening and maybe you're in high school, 
reach out to a teacher that you trust or maybe even a school counselor and they should, if they're doing their job right, you know, be able to locate resources for you. Um, I know like Sharice, for example, she's contracted with schools and she provides therapy in schools. And so it could be a situation like that where they actually have a licensed professional there on staff that you could be seen by. So, you know, resources are actually more prevalent than you may think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing with community mental health to be wary about, though, is that sometimes you can't pick your therapist. And so sure. sometimes you'll call in, it'll be like a clinic or it'll be like a, a mental health service with multiple therapists on deck. You'll call and you'll kind of get an intake worker and they'll yeah. get your paperwork going. But then your therapist is not specific uh, to maybe what you want. Sometimes they just give you like who has the most openings or who's yeah. available that day and time that you want. And so with community mental health, just be you know open to getting whatever kind of therapist, but also yeah. don't be afraid if you don't get one that's the right fit for you to say, hey, is it possible to switch? Because yeah. at our clinic that we worked at, um, you know, we would just call clients off the list. So it would be completely random. They didn't know who they were getting until we called. Yeah. But if it wasn't a right fit or we felt like another therapist was better for them, we can have that conversation and then switch to someone who might be a better fit. Yes. And guys, please do not get discouraged if you call and there's a wait list or something like that, because, you know, you may not be able to find a therapist who has availability immediately in your area, but please do not let that deter you from seeking services. Um, go ahead. If there's a therapist that you really want to connect with, get on their wait list, you know, um, I know right now, uh, I think maybe because of the pandemic, a lot of people sought, you know, um, therapy for different emotional and mental challenges. But if the wait list is there, still get on it, continue to look, continue to pursue, but don't give up on it just because, you know, like she said, if it was not a good fit or even if there's a little bit of a wait because your mental and emotional health matters and we want to make sure that you stay committed to that. Definitely. And with that, it can be discouraging if you're like looking up therapists and you kind of see the prices. Maybe you don't have insurance or maybe you do. And a lot of therapists that you want don't take insurance. Mm-hmm. I would recommend asking, even if it's not on their website, if it's not like on you know their online profile, if they offer a sliding scale fee, because a lot of therapists do. Yeah. Maybe they only have a certain amount of slots. And so maybe you'll have to go on a waiting list until a slot opens for you. Yeah. But we try to not, me and Gabrielle try not to let uh, money be a reason why clients can't receive services. And so we try to work with you as much as possible. And so just calling around, you know, even looking on websites, because my website says sliding scale fee. And so that's what Gabrielle was saying, you know, looking at the websites, doing your FBI research to see, okay, what can they offer me that might be, you know, something that someone else may not have available. So really doing your research and making a list of, okay, they have what could be beneficial to me. Yeah, and this is kind of a funny story as we wrap up, but, you know, me and Sharice, we both have awesome websites, we have, we're active on social media, and so anybody who does any type of FBI research on my page will realize I'm a Black therapist, but it was so funny, a, a potential client called, and they were like, oh, do you do therapists? Like, yeah, oh, are you Black? And I was, I kind of chuckled in my breath, I'm like, have you been to my website? Because I'm as Black as they come, you know, <laughs> but... You know, don't let that be you guys. As much as you can, do your research and um, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't see it, hey, Miss Sharice, do you do this? Because this is what I'm looking for. You are valued, you have a voice, and you deserve to be heard for that. Definitely. And that just happened to me recently. Someone was looking for diagnostic testing, and I was like, I don't do testing, but let me search around for you and I can help you find someone who might do that because. I'm not going to say yes and be like, you know, just take your money and not know what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. So you know, people, you can reach out and ask them. They can say no, but they can also point you in the right direction. And so it's all about, you know, just keep going. It can be discouraging, you know, getting a lot of no's. Some client, our therapists may not be accepting new clients. They might not accept insurance. 
they might not be the right fit and so it's like you have to go through all these obstacles but i promise you guys it's worth it when you find the right one trust yeah. me it is you know I don't say this. Maybe I'm biased, but me and Sheree's a pretty awesome therapist. So mm-hmm. listen, I agree. The fact that you're listening to this podcast, don't be afraid to reach out to us. If we can't service you, we will, like you said, point you in the right direction if we can. But I guess the main point of all of this, while we're talking about finding the right therapist, is you guys were interested in it, right? And so ask those questions. Do your research, yes. Um, but I guess the biggest takeaway that I can think of is don't let anything stop you from pursuing services, you know? If you stumble upon one that's not the right one, keep going. You know, I can't tell you how many hairstyles I've had to change. Like I've tried that, it didn't work. Or hairstylists even, right? So don't let anything stop you from getting help because Sharice and I aren't the only amazing therapists. So wherever you're located, I can guarantee you there's somebody who's doing awesome work. And I don't want you to miss out on that chance. Exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. So thank you guys so much for listening to episode eight. If you have any other questions, just please let us know. And if, you, if you're comfortable and you want to start therapy and you want to reach out to us to help you find someone, yeah, let us know because we will point you in the right direction. We will get you help. You know, we will do the best of our ability to find you someone that will be the best fit for you. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.